As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good afternoon, everyone. We are streaming live on the My Teams app. It is noon on this Tuesday afternoon, and we are awaiting any second now the NHL schedule release when we'll get the cap schedule for the entire season. Obviously, starting in October, we already know they're opening with another banner raising in St. Louis. But we will break it all down, including our reaction to Brooks Orpik announcing his retirement from the NHL. I'm Rob Carlin. That is Brian McNally. And we are waiting now for the schedule to be released. But we have heard some rumors. Uh, if you are planning on traveling with the Caps, pack a big old bag Seriously. for the month of October because it sounds like they're going to spend a lot of time on the road in the opening month of the season. Rob, that's uh, nine games, right, is what we're hearing? That's what we're hearing. In right October, there. that is a uh, serious road trip. The boys better be ready to play because that's uh, that's one of those that can – you get off to a rough start against some good teams. Um, I think Nashville was in there maybe. There's some te- different teams that – could be tough, tough road trips, tough road games. Um, we always know the, no surprise, the Western Canada trip is almost always in there. So we'll see where that shakes out. So tough one, um, tough start to the season, but you know, I, I don't think I think that's a good way to get into it as well. And it starts with the banner raising in St. Louis. Not as fun this year as last year. It's crazy, right? That's so it's three <laughs> straight years that they're in and four of a, seven and four of seven because they were in Chicago that one year. So. I mean, there, there's the one side where Caps fans are going to be like, why do they do that to us every single year? Yeah, and I fair. guess if you step back, though, you're like, well, Caps are a big draw. Like, yeah. it, go back three years ago, it was them in Pittsburgh. It, it yeah. makes sense for NBCSN or NBC. Last year was obviously ours. Terrific. And then this year, again, it's, it's a pretty juicy uh, plot line to have the caps there, the, the last two Stanley Cup champs. That's uh, it's, it's a good thing. Um, it's a great matchup. We know the history with the Blues, right? The uh, the preseason history. Tom Wilson's been suspended twice uh, in those preseason games. So there's there's a little bit. It's interesting. It's a Western Conference team and the defending champs, but there's a little edge to that rivalry. There's some uh, you know back and forth. The Blues have not been angels in those preseason games either. Robert Bortuzzo and those guys get into it. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued. That, that's a great opening night. And then you look at these other two, uh, the Islanders, um, tough one in Nassau, right? That's going to be, that's, that's not Coliseum, in Brooklyn. Right. It's at the Coliseum. So, you know, they're going to be excited and ready to go. And then the rematch, uh, the last time we played a, a home game here was against the Hurricanes. Didn't end too well. And, uh, 
Caps get them again for the home opener. So that, that should have some juice as well. And it's the back half of a back-to-back. So, yeah. I mean, you, the way you're thinking right now, they're going to play in St. Louis on that Wednesday, get a day off to go to the Coliseum for yeah. their home opener against the Islanders at the Coliseum, and then probably not have a morning skate on the morning of their home opener against the team that eliminated yeah, them. Like, you, you're being, if you're the Caps, hold on, because you're being shot out of a cannon. You better be ready to go. Like, that's, that's, we all know the emotion. We saw it last year, the emotion with, uh, you know, with the way they played against the Blues uh, or against the Bruins, 7 nothing. right? I mean, it's a good Bruins team. They went to the uh, Cup Final, and the Caps blitzed them because of the emotion of the night. It's exciting. It's um, you know, the banner raising, it's emotional. The guys are ready to play. You're going to have to face that in the opposite direction against St. Louis. So um, not easy. Uh, and then to follow it up with the Islanders in the Coliseum, we know how hard that game can be, um, how, how much different that team played. They were, gr- they were good all year, but those games in the Coliseum were special last year. There were 12 of them. Um, and now you're talking about then coming right back and playing the Hurricanes, who are... And that game is going to have a ton of juice for an October hockey game, third game of the season. Um, you know, I mean, Caps, I'm sure, will want to get some, some revenge on them a little bit. But there's only so, as we saw last year against the Penguins, how much revenge can you get in October? It doesn't really work that way, right? So. No, but for that one night, it is that, that's, a, again, a good storyline. By the way, I don't know about you, McNally, but even now, Watching that banner get raised, seeing the look on Matt Niskanen's face as he was watching it go up. To me, it's the best banner I've ever seen. Everyone has, you know, a great banner because it says Stanley Cup champs. That's the most beautiful banner I've ever seen. And to still watch that now, I remember that night and being in that arena. And we were live out on F Street for our pregame show. So, like, hustling into the arena to just catch as the lights went down. And I remember I was actually in our suite, our company suite, and I remember looking around at some of the people we work with, and I was like, literally the, the hairs are standing up on my it arms. Awesome. It was yeah. such an amazing night. So Cap's going to get that from the other side. But I, as you were talking, I was like, oh, man, what a, <laughs> what a great memory. And it's funny because it was. I was talking to one of our photographers, David Cruz, who's from St. Louis. Yep. So he's now experiencing this as a blues fan. Cruz is going to get the full, the full scope of it. He, it and means. I said, I was like, what's great is no matter what happened, like it was such a long time. It was such a fun ride being part of the Stanley Cup champs, right? So many different things happen throughout a season when you're the Stanley Cup champs. And it goes for a long time. That's why when they lost Carolina, it was like an unfamiliar feeling because it had been so long since yeah. you experienced that sudden how, end of a season. How many times a year last year did we get the... Um you know, oh, Barry Trotz is in town, and it's a reminder of the Stanley Cup, right? Uh, Jay Beagle comes in. It's a great emotional response to him coming in and the, and the crowd giving him a great ovation. Um, you know, go on and on. It started all with the banner raising. It started with that night. Uh, it started with them, you know, the, the emotions of it and, and kind of looking up almost in awe for everybody from Ted Leonsis to Matt Niskanen to Alex Ovechkin just looking up, and it's kind of like it hits you. You go, wow, we did it. You know, you had the cup all summer, and that was great. But when you see the banner, um, that's permanent. That that kind of tells you this is this thing's not coming down. This is going to be up here for a, a long, long time. And uh, and that's that's all part of that opening night. It's going to be it's going to be fun and uh, emotional and and all that. Uh, but then the, you got to get back to work. It, it's tough to, you know. I think the next night after the Caps 
blitzed the Bruins. They lost to the Penguins in like a ridiculous 7-6 game, something like that. So, you know, it, it, the emotions of it and the, the fun of it go away. And then you got to get back to work. And, and that's going to be, uh, from what we're hearing, a tough month for the Caps um, going, going forward. They got to just get through that, get to November, and then see where they're at and, and be ready to go. All right, so it looks like the schedule is out. I'm trying to get to a point where I could actually read this here. Um, so it looks like the schedule is out, and it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine road games in okay. the month of October. So before Halloween ever starts, we're going to learn a lot about the Caps. I can't read this yet exactly where the games are. I think I have a good idea, but I'm waiting to get the official confirmation. But nine games on the road in the month of October is a monster for any team. Now, the flip side to this is this is an experienced group, right? So you have to get through, you have to navigate through a really hard opening schedule, which by the way also means November, home a lot. But for an experienced group that understands what it is to be on the road, how important those games are, I feel better about that for this type of team than if it was a younger team trying to deal with this life on the road and all the pratfalls that come with being on the road so they can sort of navigate their way through. And we were talking about this before because we had an idea this was going to happen. You come out of that five and four, you feel pretty good. And you don't have really to. Good. You don't have to run an eight-one, no. you know, eight, you know, eight-and-one run out of those road games. No, you do not want to end up like Philly or some of the other teams that have just cratered early in the season and weren't able to handle it, um, and then made a run and were better the second half. But it didn't matter. It was too late, right? You, Philly looks up in March and they're like, "Well, we're six points out. We're not. It's too late." If we had, you know, made stem the tide in October, November, December. Maybe they had a shot at a playoff spot, but in the end, they didn't. You got to come out strong start, and this team's been pretty good at that. Very rarely has this team come out and said, you know, just not played well in October and had to dig itself out of a hole. Um, Obviously, that doesn't happen when you're winning President's Trophies back-to-back, but even last year, they did a good job of just holding the fort, um, even with a couple of injuries and getting through. And then November, December, you start ramping up your game. And by January, they kind of had a chokehold on, on first place. So that's, that's what you're looking for. But you got to get through October 1st. All right. So here it is. I finally have the official list here. So yep. as we said, they open up in St. Louis, then go to Friday night, October 4th, the Coliseum against the Islanders. They come right back home for the home opener. They'll play two games in a row at home, home for Carolina on Saturday the 5th. And then Tuesday, October 8th, Dallas comes to town. So it's back-to-back home games. Okay. It'll be interesting to see whether or not Matt Zuccarello is back in Dallas. It looks like they're going to let him at least test the market now. But if he is back, I mean, that's a a team that could make a run at a division title, right? I mean, they're they're very, very good. Uh, How about this? October 14th, hosting the Avalanche, a team that had a breakthrough last year. Got to the second round, kind of some controversy there in the San Jose series. Um, Nathan McKinnon and that top line, they can torch you. It's a tough game. Even the home games here are not easy for the Caps. Carolina, Colorado. Um, Toronto right after that. So Toronto right after that. So it's so. Carolina and Dallas home. Then they go to Nashville, Dallas. That's oh, Which, by the way, that's Dallas twice within four days. Right. The home and home with Dallas is done okay. by October 12th. Nashville, Dallas, always a tough trip. I mean, the, the rumors are that Matt Duchesne is 
a slam dunk to for, Nashville for at Nashville. this point. Yeah, so that, that could be an interesting team there. It's a team you expect to bounce back, I think. Then they come home for three games, the 14th, 16th, and 18th, Colorado, Toronto, New York Rangers. So we get our first look at Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Yeah, in, right? in a Rangers uniform. And then... <laughs> then they end the rest of the month. So their final home game is Friday night, uh, Friday night, October 18th, and then we won't see them again until November. Starting on Sunday, October 20th, they go Chicago, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, back cross-country to finish off that trip in Toronto. So that is, they'll leave the 19th, and they won't get back home until Man, the 30th. Are. So that's an 11-day, one, two, three, four, five-game Five-game, 11-day road trip as we look at the schedule. But again, what it sets up is November. So they go five at home, nine on the road in October, and then nine at home, five on the road in November. And and look at that. So December, eight road games, five home. That's a little lopsided. But after that, second half of the year, you make it through those first three months, second half of the year, you're you're never in in a bad position. You're never in a position where – uh oh, we have a six game road trip. Last year, remember, it was tough. They had that six game, the California trip with a, a Columbus game thrown in, and then Toronto and Buffalo. That was a, they actually did okay on that trip, but that's not something you want to do in February in the dog days of a season. So um, to get some of these longer trips out when you're fresh, when you're healthy, that's um, probably, to me, that's probably a better scenario than. Seeing some of the, seeing some of this flipped later in the year. So the West Coast trip comes in December, which starts so Saturday, November thirtieth. Caps go to Detroit, and then they go on the West Coast trip. December third, San Jose. December fourth, L.A. December sixth, Anaheim. So they knock that out early in December. Okay, so no Vegas on that trip. Vegas will be a one-off somewhere. We'll have to look, scroll through, and see where that that game is. That'll always have some juice, which is fun. So. Um, so we got Buffalo. So Vegas is here on the 9th. Uh, Montreal, Anaheim's here, Vancouver, Florida, and Tampa's first visit comes November 29th before that trip that includes the West Coast trip. Yeah. I'm just trying to see when the some of the dates that jump out. Um, Columbia, the Islanders are here on December 31st, so a New Year's Eve game. Uh, times and everything will be... Oh, no, that's a 1 o'clock game. Okay, 1 o'clock game on... 1 o'clock on, on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. So a it's day interesting. Game on New they Year's used Eve. to do the New Year's Day mostly, right? Now they're they've, off on they've New kinda, Year's Day. Yeah, they've kind of switched back. They played Nashville last year on New Year's Eve, so that's kind of become a new tradition. First um, time we see New Jersey and Jack Hughes won't be until the turn of the year. January 11th, a Saturday night game will be Are the you, first time we see Jack Hughes, P.K. Okay. Subban, Nico Heeshear, the Taylor Hall. Devils. They're all of a sudden a little bit of must-see TV with the Devils. A little they, bit. This last, ain't your father's old New Jersey Devils. And I think, you know, if you look at them last year, obviously last place in the division, everything fell apart for them. But, I mean, this is a team that two years ago was in the playoffs and looked like a team on the rise. So I... I, in the Metro this year, it can go quick. I don't care where anyone finished. This is going to be a difficult. It's good, top to bottom, maybe the strongest division in the uh, in the league because there's no really bad team. The bad teams have done a pretty good job of doing better, of of adding talent, of using their cap space, um, and that goes from Philly right down to Jersey. Um, you know, it makes me wonder if if somebody, one of the big names, is going to slip. Columbus is the one you would worry about, I think, just because of what potentially they're losing, their gamble at the 
the trade deadline, they could lose Artemi Panarin. They could lose Sergei Bobrovsky. But, um, and Matt Duchesne. And Matt Duchesne. That's a lot to handle. I mean, they, they really the, the Islanders could back. be in the same boat because of they, yeah. they're they're seeing can they get uh, make a run of Panarin and Bobrovsky? But yeah. meanwhile, they're going to let An- Anders Lee and Robin test Leonard the market, right? test the market. Right? They could end up Ooh. getting wiped out. What if, on all what of if that. you whiff and now like <laughs> the the Columbus guys are in Florida and all of a sudden the Islanders are going up full rebuild? Right. Like, so Columbus gotta, and the Islanders are both you yeah. Know, Taking so chances here. That'll be interesting to see who ends up kind of dropping into that. Because at this point, I can't see the Devils finishing that far down. I don't think everything's going to go that wrong for them. They need better goaltending for sure. But we saw with Carolina this year, you can cobble together good goaltending. And maybe Robin Leonard becomes and, available to them. Ooh, right, all of a sudden. That would, uh, that would kind spice of, things up a little uh, bit. That whole, the whole Tri-City, era, like Devils, Rangers, Islanders could be just must-watch all yeah. season, right? It's going to be fun. All right, so let's take a look at the early schedule again as the NHL schedule release is out now. We know how the Caps are going to play out their season. This is the early season road trip here, a tough one in October, starting at Chicago. Then they go on that Western Canada trip, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Vancouver, we were talking about this before we came on air, Vancouver. It's a pretty good young team. Elias Patterson there, yeah, Brock they were, Besser, we were talking, they were, Alex Edler. They were in the playoff race when they were here in January when Jay Beagle had his emotional return. Um, it, you know, it never really worked out for them. They kind of stagnated and, and dropped out of it. But they, they made some moves here this offseason that that could be a, a very tough game. And then uh, the boys get a couple days off in Toronto. A lot of a homecoming <laughs> for a, a few of them. Four days off before they play um, before, before they play the Maple Leafs there. So... Um, interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by, uh, by that entire road trip. All right, we're back with much more right after this. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. There's the warrior, the leader, the guy who was so important in changing the culture. Brooks Orpik was brought in for one reason and one reason only. To teach that team how to win a Stanley Cup. And he did. And now he goes out on his terms as Orpik today announcing he is retiring from the National Hockey League after 15 seasons. And Joe B. and I did a uh, fresh take today on Orpik. And I said, the only thing that jumps out at me on behalf of all Caps fans about Brooks Orpik to say is thank you. I mean, he came in here with a very specific set of goals. And it was to teach the team how to be a championship caliber team. They were good. They were great. They were fun to watch. They didn't had a, a, didn't have a single person who had won one. Right, right. and they so. had a transcendent superstar. They had a probable Hall of Famer in Nicholas Backstrom. They had all this high-scoring talent. They just didn't know how to harness it all and do it the right way. And Brooks Orpik and Matt Niskanen were brought in to teach them how to do that, and even more so Brooks Orpik. Mission accomplished. I can't say it any better than that, Rob. Um, you know, I think... 
Alex Ovechkin may have because he said, we'll miss your protein shakes, <laughs> which was a funny, the Caps had in their press release had six or seven guys on the team and, and statements from each. And I think they're all over social media. I haven't seen everybody, but I know Andre Burakovsky and TJ Oshie, a lot of guys have been on social media thanking Brooks Orpik, congratulating him on a, on a great career. I mean, just think about that journey. I mean, he was a first round pick. He was a big deal when he was taken by the Penguins in 2000, but this is a guy who won a national championship at Boston College, won a Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh, played there 10 years, won a Stanley Cup in Washington, helped, as you said, change the culture. They were coming off a missed playoff year. That could have gone the other way for the Capitals. You know, once you you start missing the playoffs, sometimes it's hard to get back on track. And bringing in him and Niskanen and some of the other changes Brian McClellan made, I I think you could argue that Orpik was the biggest of them all. Maybe TJ Oshie is in that conversation too, but, um, you know, Brooks was able to uh, instill kind of that uh, swagger championship attitude. I I know analytics people and stats people will kind of poo-poo that stuff and say, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's how you play on the ice. We don't have a way to measure what Brooks Orpik or someone like him brings to the table. Um, yeah, actually we do. Actually we do. Well, the champion, and, 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 and it's a banner hanging the banner. in the in the arena. Like that's that, how you measure right. his impact. And you can say whatever you want about the analytics. That's how they measure the impact of Brooks Orpic on this organization. They raised a banner, and a and large part of it was because of what he did and what he meant to that team. There's a reason he was the third guy to hold the cup. Right, that's the esteem he is held in. Uh, is the elder statesman. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin passed passed it directly to Brooks Orpik um, in in that night in Vegas in in 2018. So, uh, and if you just listen to how they talk about him, Tom Wilson, right? He he's best friends with the 35 year old guy. He's best friends with the teenager, just trying to make his name here in the in the you know on the on the roster. So Brooks Orpik was a guy who knew who got it, who understood the big picture, who understood how to you know, get everybody working on the, it's hard to do in a pro locker room. It doesn't always go that way. He's a guy who knew how to get people to buy in. And for a coaching staff, that's huge. You need guys like that, right? It can't just be your message all the time. It has to be, um, you know, players taking ownership and he helped. Ovechkin was the captain. Uh, Brooks Orpik, I would say was the, the moral conscience of that team and, uh, and you saw the results over the five years. And that's why it wouldn't surprise me if coaching's in his future somewhere. Maybe yes. starting in the college level, maybe perhaps starting in the pro level. Yep. By the way, he's out at Caps Development Camp, which opened up today, first day for the players on the ice. He's going to meet the media at 2.45 this afternoon. I'm going to head back over there awesome. and talk to him as well. And uh, I would not be surprised at all. I asked him when he was on locker clean-out day if that was something that interested him. And he's like, yeah, it could be. You know, yeah. Because everything he said in the way he looked at the game and thought the game, I, I listened to it and I was like, man, you sound like a coach. Like yeah. You sound like a guy who's setting a tone and sending a message to guys, here's how you play the game the right way. And it's truly what he believes. And you could tell he was like, yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know, at the time he didn't he wanted dismiss to, it at all. He didn't dismiss it at the yeah. time. He's like, I want to let my body heal. I want to think about what I want to do. But it would not surprise me. And he's out there, and you just saw the video of him watching these guys. And I think he introduced himself to the guys and said, Look, I'm just going to be kind of watching. And any questions, how about feel free that? To reach out. Uh, who who does that? Who like who retires from the game? I'd be in the Caribbean right now. Right, I'd be out. <laughs> but he is 
here. He's, you know, watching development camp. That tells me that that is a thing that he's going to pursue. And he did say, rather, he has to um, he has to graduate from Boston College, get his degree. Then he's good to go to pursue a coaching career. Maybe it's at the college level first. Maybe um, a, a spot on the BC staff would be something. He lives in Boston with his wife and, and young daughters. So maybe that's a thing he pursues for a couple of years. And then slowly, we've seen a ton of college coaches come up into the NHL the last couple of years. Brooks Orpik wouldn't need that learning curve. He already knows what it's like to play in this level. And, um, and so I, I could see that being a road he takes as well. By the way, Matt Niskin's first trip here, not until Saturday, February 8th, but that's going to be a heck of a a video montage when he comes back. So that's when Matt Niskin returns with Philadelphia. And and as far as the development camp, Alex Alexiev, big kid. Brett Leeson, big kid. Great hands. We'll have much more from development camp over the next couple of days while these new players get indoctrinated to the pro game. Today is also a very tough, sad, and emotional day for us here at NBC Sports Washington because for more than a decade or so, one of the most important people involved in our coverage with the Capitals was our friend, our dearly missed great friend, Mikey D, who sadly and stunningly passed away one year ago today. One of the biggest Caps fans I've ever known got to see his team raise the Stanley Cup. And at times, Mikey D, in only a Mikey D fashion, was a miserable guy on a (laughs) day-to-day. And I say that with all love. He was so happy the night the Caps won the Stanley Cup. It's one year since we lost him. And Mikey D, we miss you, and we love you tremendously. Mike D, um, it was tough. It was tough. I didn't realize it was a year. Um, Yeah, because the draft. I I was at the beach last year, and I remember... I think I just, maybe I saw it on Twitter. Maybe someone texted me and gave me a heads up, but I was just, like, floored the rest of the day. I mean, I I didn't even, you know. uh, You you remember these scenes. I got the smile on his face here, (laughs) there with Tarek. Um, It meant so much to him right there. It it meant so much to him. He followed the team his whole life. Like, he loved them. He was part of them. Um, uh, Just... Just a tough day. We just, miss him. And we Shannon, miss him a lot. Well, Shannon, his girlfriend, wrote something so beautiful and eloquent. It's such a hard day for her today. She wrote it on Facebook today. Shannon, we're thinking of you today. We love you. Mikey D, we love you as well. For Ryan, I'm Rob. Thanks for tuning in. Score! Off of Delia and in. And the Caps have cut the lead in half. Brooks Orpik has gotten the goal. Well, I guess this all starts with the fact that you lied to us and said this would take a long time to, to make a decision when this decision has been around for a while. When did you come to this point? Well, I don't know if I lied. I just <laughs> We're truthful. I just didn't f- feel like talking about it that day. It was two days after we, uh, we had lost. So, and I think it was at a point where I didn't want any, any, any attention on me. So, But, yeah, at that point I definitely knew. It was um, just, as I was saying before, it was... I was putting so much time into just getting my body to a point where I could get out on the ice and, and compete at a, not at a level that I wanted, but at a level that was, could get me by. And anybody at this level is very competitive, so if you can't compete at a level that, that you're comfortable with, I think that becomes very frustrating. How tough was it? Forget the physical point. We've seen you battle through some physical injuries. The mental grind, like you said, taking the elevator up to the stairs, and that is a mental grind when your body can't do what you're so accustomed to it doing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it takes its toll on you. It's training, not only on you, on, on the people that are around you and your family. So it's, it's kind of unfair on a lot of those people. But yeah, I mean, it's everybody plays through injuries. You, you always just gotta you gotta find ways to play a little bit differently or kind of make other things work a little bit harder. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it was it really wasn't that fun to be honest with you. Um, at some points in the season, um, I can't believe I'm saying that, but it was. Um, I always told myself too. I said once once you're, you're you're done having fun, it's time to move on and obviously not having fun had nothing to do with the game. It was just kind of where my body was at. Was that what made the decision, I guess, somewhat easier for you is that you literally just, you couldn't do it the way you wanted to anymore? That was probably the main reason. I signed a five-year contract here and I think my goal at the beginning of that was to, to finish that contract and then the plan was to retire after that five years ago. And you say that then, but then you, if you're still enjoying it, you obviously want to keep playing. But I've also played with guys that really don't move on gracefully and they're kind of forced out, not on their terms. I didn't want to be one of those guys. And my daughters are four and two now, especially the four-year-olds getting to, a, to an age where I want to be around her a lot more. So it's kind of perfect timing for a lot of different reasons, to be honest. But when you hear all the guys talk about you, they talk about you in a reverence. You are very important to them as individuals and the culture that you were brought in here to help build and ultimately the success that ends up with the banner being raised. Is it overwhelming when you hear these guys, your buddies, guys you go to war with every day, talk about you like that? I try not to listen, to be honest. But you know how they feel about yeah, it. We, we have a great group of guys here. I mean, we're extremely lucky. Um, it's not like this everywhere else in pro sports. And like I said, that's, it's probably the aspect of the game that I'll miss the most is being around the guys, especially this group. But it's an easy group to fit in. in. And when I came here, it was they were really good to me with the, with the transition, the adjustment, not only me, but my, my family. So looking back on our decision five years ago, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. All the players, they put quotes on the release that they put out today that you were announcing your retirement. And of course, Ovi at the end said, we're going to miss the Batia protein shakes. <laughs> it's kind of typical Ovi right there, right? Yeah. I don't know if Ovi's ever had a protein shake. So he, uh, he, he recovers. So the stories of the protein shakes yeah. he's going to miss. Ovi recovers in a different way than I do. So maybe he'll change as he gets older. But no, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's nice hearing that from, from those guys, especially guys that are as accomplished as guys like Ovi, so. But I mean, I'll, I'm good friends with a lot of these guys. I, I don't, just because I'm, I'm done playing, I don't think I'm gonna stop uh, being friends or talking to these guys on a, on a regular basis. Are you gonna miss it? Are you gonna miss the day-to-day, -day, the grind, the fun, the going the battle, all of it? Parts of it, but I'll probably enjoy it at the end of August when I don't have to kill myself getting ready for training camp, so. I'll probably be on a beach somewhere and a little more relaxed than, than in normal August. So, But then, yeah, I mean, the competition part, I think you'll you'll miss. And then obviously, the older you get, the harder it is to, to keep getting your body ready. So I don't think I'll, I'll miss that part of it. I'll still be in good shape, but it'll be at my pace and on my terms. The memories of just lifting those cups a couple of different times over your head, is that the ultimate thing you'll take away from this unbelievable ride journey you've been on? Yeah, I mean, those are definitely the two biggest accomplishments. I think those, and I guess I guess the, the third one was the Olympics in Vancouver. Was, was I mean, that, that's only two, three weeks. So I guess it's tough to compare that to the two cups because you're with, you're with those groups for, for an entire year. Those three by far, yeah. 
I said this earlier, we had to record something and you were brought in here for a specific reason to help build a culture, to help win the Stanley Cup, and you did. And I think all Caps fans would agree in saying thank you on behalf of all Caps fans for what you did for this organization. Yeah, thanks. It was, it was, uh, it was a blast for the five years I was here. It actually went by pretty quick, to be honest with you. Uh, I, remember, I remember talking to Niski on the phone five years ago, right before free agency, and just kind of seeing if, it, if there was any chance that we could, we could sign on the same team. And so I don't know, maybe it's appropriate that we're both moving on at the same time. I don't know if Niski wants me saying that, but <laughs> hopefully he can laugh at that. Well, best of luck in, in the next phase. Yeah, thanks. Waiting back of the cage, Morazic down on a knee as the pass comes out, they score! Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.